Welcome back to the Ebb and Flow Radio. My name is Stephen Jaggers and I'm your host. On today's beautiful episode, I drop in with the spirit cartographer, Brad Zaik. He is a human design specialist, um, a really good friend of mine. He was on episode three of the human design episode that we did previously. This one, we talk about his latest adventure to Austin, Texas, and being there through the whole uh, pandemic, as well as a lot of information on, you know, what's going on astrologically right now through these times. Brad is just such a poet, and his way of articulating his experience, and I don't know, he's got a way with words, so I think you'll really enjoy this podcast. Uh, Leave me a review on iTunes, that helps so, so much, Uh, helps me grow this podcast, and uh, yeah, let me know what you want to hear, so enjoy. What made you want to leave Sedona? What was the calling that you felt like you had to get out of here? Well, at the, at the beginning of this year, I was noticing a dip in my energy, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, my life is just following where the energy is. You know, where's the, where's the thing that brings life force into my life? How can I get more into that and expand myself through just being honest with what really works for me? And I started thinking about uh, moving, right? Or yeah. entering into a more mobile phase, traveling phase, nomadic phase. Uh, which was really exciting. I haven't done that in several years. It is very exciting. Yeah. And so <laughs> Once I kinda, you're stable for a while, it's like, yeah. let's get on the road. <laughs> yeah, let's get the energy moving again. Let's get into the, to the flow of things, to the groove. And it's, it's one, of those, one of my friends says, you know, when you're traveling, mm. it's, really, it's really just you and God. Oh, absolutely. Right. The rate at which you can see things manifest when mm-hmm. you are traveling is just... In my in my experience has been insane. Yeah, because you're more open. You're more you're yeah. not you're not caught in you know bad habits the or the repetition and all that life. stuff. There's a, there's the more demanding of your creativity of your life mm-hmm. force. Uh, so that was real exciting, and you know it's been a long term dream of mine to have my work be fully mobile, which you know it is now kind of forced to be that way with the quarantine and everything. Where uh, you know my work is mostly doing sessions online and doing doing these groups and these events and everything online. So that's perfect timing. Yeah, and that was what uh, Austin represented for me. Of course, it presented a friend of mine had a space open up, and I just dove in and was like, okay, well, let me just take the leap, try it out. Plan was six weeks. I'll come back to Sedona, and then you know if I need to, I'll stay here or whatever. Um, but it was funny. I went there and I had I had events lined up. I had group events lined up on the schedule. I booked and I paid them everything. And then I got there and I like showed up for the first one and it just it wasn't feeling right the whole time. Mm. And uh, you know, what did it feel like? Just like it was just empty. It was like, wait, why am I doing this? Like, why? I was there was an anxiety behind it. Right. Like there wasn't anybody that showed up for it. Or? I mean, there was. It was that. Practically, it was that. But yeah. even leading up to that space, I just noticed that. You know, if I'm honest, I was nervous. I was nervous going to a new yeah. place, not having anything lined up, not knowing anyone, not having mm-hmm. connections, and then yeah. trying to like just hustle up, hustle up some, hustle up some new clients or whatever. Yeah. So I just showed up. And I was like, okay, why am I stressing about this? I'm taken care of. Let me just act like it. And I just felt into it, and I ended up canceling the rest of my events. And that's right when the lockdown started. They would have been canceled anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, okay, I'm not feeling it. I'm just going to trust that and, and, and just sink back into my flow there. So I ended up, it was a perfect time for me. I just dug in on the computer. And I mean, it was hard. You know, it was hard. It was crazy, you know, going through that, as I'm sure it was for everyone. Um, the uncertainty, the fears. There were days, you know, there were days where I just had to sit in, like, in meditation for like five hours, just feeling breathing and just letting mm. all this energy move. Were you in the middle of the city? I was just off of Barton Springs. It wasn't in downtown, yeah. but it was pretty close right across the yeah. uh, the river there. Um, luckily, you know, it was a beautiful, safe space uh, with my you dear could friend. get outside. I could get outside. I was right on the, on the stream. That was super, super key. Right on the green belt there. Go and breathe in nature. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was intense and eventually it gets to a point where it's like, okay, we get, you know, more and more information comes out 
and of course, crazy conspiracy theories, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't necessarily subscribe to anything, just rooting into my own inner knowing and, and following moment by moment what's right for me. Um, but it was something that uh, I can see why it was important for me to be in Austin because if I was, because there was this tremendous pressure to focus. Mm. Like I could, yeah, I couldn't distract myself. Like I wasn't interested in going out on the town or meeting people or going, I I could in any ways, but I, it also was like, Oh, I'm actually, I'm not even interested in that anyway. All I really want to do right now is really dive into this work that I've been doing, you know, fixing my website, social medias, all that stuff. And that was, it really gave me the platform to have no more excuses no more resistance, no more hiding. And then I just had to face myself and then just make the decision to dive in, you know, not without the turmoil. I feel like that's what this whole quarantine has been for a lot of people is that it's like this, there's this time and you really have nothing Mm -hmm. to do besides sit with yourself (laughs) and work on the things that you've actually been wanting to do. Uh And realizing how difficult that actually is or, yeah. or going through your own self reflection process. And well, man, let's, let's delve into Well, this I feel one thing. of the things that I see is like, <laughs> if you think about one of the things I think about is like fear endurance, right? Cause there's only so long that you can even be afraid, right? Eventually your body just gets tired because fear is very draining. Man, I've been, I've been <laughs> sleeping so much lately. I don't right. even feel frightened. I've just been sleeping a ton. Well, nervous, nervous system stuff fluctuating, yeah. all these chemicals moving, everything. Absolutely. But it's like, you know, eventually, and we're at this point now where it's like, okay, you know, the fear can only last so long. Eventually you're like, okay, well now I'm just bored. How am I going to utilize this creative energy that is mm-hmm. who I am, Right how am I channeling my life force into something that is really, you know, not just getting by on the surface, not just like Netflixing and, and or what or consuming or, or just getting by in a moment, but what is something that I'm using my creative energy for that is deeply fulfilling, right? Mm. Maybe satisfying is a word that I like to use something that has the oomph and the juice behind it. And, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to pretend to be, to be perfect at this. I went through a phase. I was just so crazy during the quarantine where I just got back into old habits of, of video games, right? Nice. Back when I was a teenager, I was super addicted to like World of Warcraft. If anyone oh, knows what nice. that is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> very dangerous. You get lost in that world. You can very, I very much did get lost in that world when I was younger. And then it came back for a moment here during the quarantine. And I was like, what is going on? You know, I, yeah. I thought I moved past that. You know, I yeah. thought I was beyond that. But again, you know, I'm at the place where I was like, you know, I didn't have any judgments around it anymore. I couldn't be like, this is bad. I'd be like, well, my heart is really feeling something here. What's that all about? Mm-hmm. So I played with it a little bit. I dove in, spent a bunch of hours with it. And it's crazy, like all these memories coming back from my childhood, so much like pain and compassion and, and energy moving while I'm revisiting this old past thing. It's like, oh. ended up being deeply healing. It was, it was crazy. Absolutely. But I'm glad I didn't, I didn't judge that and immediately like, you know, mm-hmm. just say no to it because it was like, well, it's here. Uh, but eventually got to the point where I was like, it was exciting at first, but there's no substance. Right. I was like, am I, you know, I had the option. I was like, you know, is it going to be my life? Am I going to be like stream on Twitch and like make this a whole thing and like become like a World of Warcraft guy? And I was like, well, yeah, I could do that. It's cool. It's amazing. We live in a world that you can, anything that you can consistently pour your heart into, you can make that your life. That's never been more true than ever. Isn't that interesting though, that we, Mm. we, like I've, I've faced this multiple times with different modalities or different things that I love to do. I get in the mindset where it's like, oh, if I do this thing, I'm going to have to do this thing for the rest of my life. <laughs> and I'm going to have to like be the master at it. And yeah. like, that's my identity and that's who I am. And, yeah. and, um, if I choose that thing, then it's like, I'm choosing that forever. Yeah. When it's like, no, you could just do that for now. Yeah. You could do that for now. You could do it for fun. You could do it for an experience. Yeah. Or you could, you could, you could promote that now for yeah. a little while. 
And it doesn't have to be your identity forever. Right. But there's this thing, that part of you that really wants that thing to commit to, mm-hmm. I, that I have that too. It's in human, I feel that. In completely. human design, we call it the logical circuitry. It's, you know, it involves this process of mastery where you take the skill, you do it over Especially and over being a projector. And well, especially a splenic, splenic splenic projector. projector mm-hmm. like the, it's the path of mastery 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And then also rolling into my Saturn return, like yeah. right when this whole coronavirus thing starts, <laughs> I'm like, shit, I'm being solidified into some some patterns. And I'm just like, holy fuck, what, what do I actually want to do? Like, yeah. Do I want to do the podcast for a smile? Do I want to be the fitness expert, you know, yeah. body worker, you yeah. know, spiritual mentor? Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, I just, I just need to, I'm going to rest. I'm just going <laughs> to eat food and sleep. Well, and it's not, yeah. and we don't have to know beforehand either. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's like that, uh, like you said, like that commitment energy, that's something that's pouring mm-hmm. through us, part of the logical process, turning your skill through that commitment into an art right into something that carries the mastery but i'm in the same process as you as or like i'm deeply wanting to commit to something for my life but how it looks is constantly changing mm-hmm. right you know as body work energy what's work, the deeper thing design. though what's the deeper thing that the i'm deeper doing thing, the deeper thing is your heart man it's, it's just the it's the heart it's just what what is really calling you how how can you bring more of yourself in and in every moment and and then just you know mm. be open to the changes because especially this time with the saturn return and this is quite an you know this is one of the most historic moments for Saturn, right? And a Saturn return. This uh, Saturn-Pluto-Jupiter conjunction hasn't happened since 1285, right? It's Mm. it's very... So that's a transit that we're currently going through. It's this entire year. This entire year, the collective is going through. 2020. 2020. (laughs) Fuck. And astrologers were seeing this a long time coming. I I follow this uh, one astrologer, William Stickever, who's been talking about this for like six years or something. I mean, I just found out about him recently, but it's it's wild the intensity of these energies now the oppression the repression the pressure of saturn amplified by the the exponential expansiveness of jupiter mm. and then the death of pluto yeah right so we just have pressure expansiveness and death right of our structures you know capricornian energy so you know that's why we're seeing a major economic destruction happening right now and 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 uh and politically and 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 all these uh things infrastructure everything that is holding us together is now getting crushed and dying we're in the middle of that and it's this entire year is that process the last of those moments is in december uh, the completion of finally we get some relief after that, but then there's going to be, you know, yeah. the next couple years is going to be of integration, the, uh, integration, yeah. and then the rebirth, mm-hmm. right? Because with every death comes a rebirth. So ultimately, this the is the crucible, part, right? Yeah. Like, like death is a beautiful thing, mm-hmm. and I think that our culture. Well, you're Scorpio. We too, have, you know that. We, I, yeah, like I have. Um, Man, I get so triggered by the whole like good vibes only um, mm, uh-huh. um, group and or the um, even I could I could I could and I don't mean to piss anybody off, but I could go into like the whole vegan culture. Sure, where they're afraid mm-hmm. of death, you know, mm-hmm. like and killing animals. Well, like death is a it's a absolute necessary part of life. Like mm-hmm. life creates balance mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. creation and destruction. Yeah. So it's like things need to be destroyed well, for new patterns to emerge. And it's like if our culture, we just have such an issue with things dying or people mm-hmm. dying and seeing it as like losing or yeah. like, um, but it, it may not be a fun time, but it's, it's necessary to keep the balance of life. Well, like, can I ask you this? Like, is yeah. it, um, is it terribly disrespectful or terrible to eat something right does you eating something disrespect that animal or that living thing right is it so terrible to eat something it's not in the it's not in the act of eating it's in the um it's in the intention that you have whether you are honoring that that is life yeah and life continues to feed on life Mm. 
Well, Whether the, that's part of the plant kingdom or mm-hmm, the animal kingdom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I work, the, a, I work a lot with the spiritual energy of things, like mm-hmm. the animal spirits and the plant spirits and mm-hmm. these kind of things. And when, we, when we're connected with the spirit of the cow, the, the bison, the buffalo, yeah. or, the, or the chicken or whatever... Yeah. When you're connected with that spirit, yes, when you when you kill an animal, its body has a survival response. Its body has yeah, that. Absolutely. But its spirit is something that is way beyond mm-hmm. that physical vessel that was carrying that frequency, right? Mm-hmm. So when we consume that animal, what's really happening is we're bringing that essence a- along with us for our ride. Yeah. Right? How excited is that animal to join you on your journey in this life, isn't that absolutely right? It can be stoked and be excited to be in to be a part of you. To be a part of eating is absolutely the most intimate thing that we can possibly do. Shame around it, yeah. And if we really sit with the energy around it, a lot of the veganism stuff has to do is very, very intertwined. And I've been on that side of the. I've been on that side too. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) it's so intertwined with shame. I was ashamed of my desire to enjoy food or to enjoy certain foods. There's the guilt and the shame. Mm-hmm. These are some of the primary energies that enslave us. Absolutely. So like if you're in your flow, you're, you're in your heart space and you're naturally, you're not interested in eating meat. Awesome. Great. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? Beautiful. Uh, have a blast with whatever you do enjoy eating. Exactly. But when you're trying to tell someone else what mm-hmm. they should or shouldn't do, you know, you're off. Mm-hmm. Cause you don't know it's you fundamental. Know. I don't care how awake you are. You don't know. You don't know. Even, even no matter how much you see, it's really just what you're seeing. And that can help a person if they choose to take that in, but we don't know. So, I mean, that's, that's how I approach it. And it, yeah. it just makes, makes so much lightness at this space. You know, my practice is to forget nutrition entirely, forget about the protein, the carbs, fats, nutrients, and just be with myself in the moment that I'm consuming and eating, preparing. How do you actually feel. How do I feel? And that's the thing is that we Honestly. we relate on so much of um, yeah. an external source telling us what to do that we uh-huh. have lost our self inquiry practice of actually being in touch of how does my body actually yeah. respond or mm-hmm. or what am I actually feeling while I'm consuming this fucking thing you know and there's <laughs> also an element of personal responsibility in that totally right because if you're trying the keto diet and you're not feeling great it's like oh it's the keto diet fault. It's, yeah. not, it's not my fault. It's the keto yeah. guy's fault. <laughs> but when it's like, oh, I'm, I'm uh, eating this thing and I feel like shit afterwards, mm. then, okay, that's my fault. Yeah. And if I want to eat that thing again, I have to acknowledge that I've had that experience, that that thing didn't make me feel so good. Yeah. Right. So let's go back because we yeah, are we going <laughs> through this. We could go on that tangent forever. <laughs> we were going through this, um, you know, this transit. I think you said Saturn, Jupiter, Pluto. That's right. Conjunction in Capricorn. Conjunction in Capricorn. Triple conjunction, right? Triple conjunction in Capricorn. So that is the destruction of our structures. Mm -hmm. The death and the rebirth of our structures. There's some key points this year uh, that are kind of shaping and framing our experience of the cosmos. And it's really interesting, this dance that's happening. Um, I, I work with both the astrological and the human design lenses, and I'm not necessarily um, an expert at either. I'm more well-versed in the human design. But some of the key points are, uh, you know, January. in January we had the, the, the first conjunction, and then in, uh, in June there's this major solar eclipse that's a very defining point as well. It's going to be a sort of a peak event, a climactic, climactic event. And it's, it's, you can see it. It's like a it's like a wave. So it started right in January, even even before then, um, but really with January with that eclipse, and then it's going to peak in summer with the eclipse, and then this whole year is coming to more of a resolution towards the end of the year in December mm. with the with the finishing of the triple conjunction. So fundamentally, I know it's it's a lot. We don't need to know too too crazy. Get too crazy into the mm. details. Um, we're going through a shift. We're going through a major shift, folks. Yeah. And it always has the same answer, you know. It always has the same answer of like, okay, we're learning, right? Like you said. We are learning. We can't learn. We can't trust. We can't rely on the structures externally mm-hmm. as much as we have in the past. They're falling away. Yeah. Right. And fundamentally. It's been leading up to this. Exactly. Like this is just. For 400 years. Exposing. By the way. 
what parts of our structure that are not sustainable, are, are not right? sustainable mm-hmm. anyways. Mm-hmm. And what falls away needs to fall away. Mm-hmm. And it's like a, it's like a purging. It's like a cleansing mm-hmm. and it's a preparation in truth. Like there's no accident. There's not random how the program is set up. There's a real, like when you start to pay attention to this stuff over time, there's a real magical story that's mm. unfolding that we are a part of that we're going through. Yeah. And this is preparation for the major shift that's happening in 2027, right? That, that has to do with the procession of the equinox that human design talks about and the switching of the background frequencies going from this thing that's all about structure and the agreements that hold our institutions in place to survival in the now. Yeah. That's what we're going to. Is does that have anything to do with like the whole 2012 thing that uh, not procession quite. of the equinoxes? Or that was the a Mayan calendar. Thing. Mayan calendar thing. Because yeah. I know that like they're all just a little. All the calendars are just a little off. So I mean, if well, living I in mean, this in this hundred years mm-hmm. that we are incarnated right now or we are alive, yeah, it is absolutely the this is the, the peak shift, of the, show. The, yeah. the peak in between when the. Um, when this, like, we are in the in the middle of the death and rebirth. Yes, in this lifetime, this is one of the most exciting like times to be alive. Yes. It is absolutely <laughs> one of the most exciting times to be alive. Like, just take a step outside. Look yes. at the, you know, we got cars that drive themselves. And <laughs> it's absolutely insane. Drones everywhere. Facial you know, recognition software. Everything. It's yeah. crazy. Like, we're not so far into the future where everything is automated. We still have a lot of biological things going on that we're relying on. Mm-hmm. But we are in the transition of something huge. Yeah. So it's just, you know, and, and we what can, a crazy time. And we can alive. really, yeah, we can really step into the enjoyment of that. Yeah. When we let go and we work on releasing the, mm-hmm. the, um, the heavy emotional energies and the fears. Yeah. Right. Because if you're actively working with that and being present with your emotional reaction to things or your fear reaction to things, and you work with that and, and you like, wait a second, is that true? Right. Do I really need to be triggered by, you know, this person who cut me off, whatever, when I was yeah. driving? Well, the fears that are coming up right now are all associated with scarcity or like scarcity, uncertainty. Death, uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And maybe if we could get into. You know, any suggestions regarding like human design or yeah. astrology yeah. And, and what and what people can do right now, maybe even based on, on type or... Well, yes, this is... So first of all, this is not a time to be lazy. This is one of the... Yeah, the, I'm like, <laughs> how the hell can I use this time productively? So, and what is at, what's being asked of us, okay, we don't have the external putting pressure on us to be engaged in life. Mm-hmm. Right? We have space. We have space. And things. so what's happening is we're being asked to increase our internal pressure, our mm-hmm. internal drive to be alive. Yeah. So Instead of the external. Yes. And so whatever this looks like for you, you know, I had a, I had a moment yesterday where I was like, I knew that that was the case. I had that idea. I had that awareness. I knew I was being asked to dig deeper within myself, mm. but I was having trouble doing it. Yeah. Which is crazy because in the past, I mean, people who know me, I was fucking crazy <laughs> with how, with the intensity with which I, you know, lived my life and still do to some degree. So what I did is I, is I asked, you know, I just, I was sitting in the sun and I was like, ah, oh, this feels nice. Right. Just breathing. I was like, okay, let me just take a moment just to really get the truth. Let me just give myself that opportunity just to slow down, right? Take the breath. You know, you can do it right now, even if you're listening to this. Just take the breath and let's just ask, you know, what is it that you need to become aware of in this moment to re-engage with your life force, right? To re-engage with your enthusiasm, now, this was the word that came through for me. That was the word I needed to reconnect with. Enthusiasm. Not your job. Not the thing not that you're your forced to do every day. Not, yeah, not happiness. Not positive vibes only, right? Yeah. Enthusiasm. You know, the root of enthusiasm, this word, comes from entheos, right? To bring mm, divine through you, right? To invite the spirit in. 
how do you bring that in? And it's not always comfortable. It's not easy. In fact, it's the hardest thing, right? But when we have that intensity and I'm, when we have that decision to just whatever is right in front of you, to just, right? Then that moves the energy. That gets the momentum going, opens up your field, mm-hmm. right? If you're a generator, right? This is going to, and the thing is, you know, I have two kinds of levels with my teaching. I work with the human design level, but there's something that happens before that, where human design is our differentiation. That is our form. That is what it looks like in the Maya. That's who we are in the Maya. That's how our individuation is described and understood. In this world, for people that don't mm-hmm. know what Maya is. Oh yeah, in the world. Yeah, yeah. no worries. In the yeah, the illusion of things. But before that, there's our spirit. Our, our light essence or our heart, you could say. Our creator nature, our infinite beautiful presence that is us. And that doesn't care about good or bad, right? It doesn't care about easy or not. It doesn't care if you like it or not. Your spirit is here to be alive, right? Your spirit came into the flesh. You incarnated. You came into the meat, mm. Right? Incarnate. Right? We came Incarnate. into we came into the meat. Right? To be in the meat, to be of this of this world. And this world has ups and downs. It has challenges. It has strife. It has beauty. It has, it has turmoil. Beauty, turmoil. Ups and downs. Challenges, pain, desire, passion. All of this stuff. And isn't it fun just to be that? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm getting a little dramatic it's right now just to demonstrate it. Yeah. But it's, oh, you know, just come with me into that for a moment. How amazing it is to be alive mm. in everything, right? All of it. You know, I've been through every, I've been through pain. I've been through all of that. But there's a beauty when you just decide to just, oh, what if I just like fully felt this? What if I just fully felt every single drop of my fear, right, of my pain? And when we look at the spiritual level, it's not about a filtering of, of bringing more good into our life and rejecting the bad. This from the spirit level, it's a release of all attachment that everything is here for me. Everything is welcome. And it's my decision of how I choose to walk through that, right? You know, something arises for me. It's like, oh, this person wants to hang out. It's like, oh, thanks, but no thanks, right? I don't have to give my energy to anything that wants my energy. Mm -hmm. No, that's not what I mean. But any feeling that arises within my being, any sadness, any challenge, any blissfulness, any excitement, you know, my challenge now is to, like, let myself be you know, my passion itself. Even if it can make other people uncomfortable. How are you not afraid right now? Right? How, are you, how, how are you not living in fear? There's a lot going on. Right? If you go outside and, and you're like smiling and happy, people look at you funny these days. It's like, how could you be happy? The world is dying. And it's like, well, you know, I choose my existence. I choose how I hold myself in every moment. And that's independent of what's happening outside of me. And I, and I go through the, the waves. But this is, this is what we have the opportunity to dig in deeper now. So no matter what your type, no matter what your human design uniqueness is, there's a way for you to bring more of your heart presence into this world. And you can see, as we really get into it, as we get engaged, as we get into this moment, and we're deeply in this moment, how far away are all your troubles, right? All of your concerns, right? If we've totally forgot about everything else. Yeah, where are they at? Yeah, they just disappear. So that's what's being asked of us now. Get full, whatever you can, even if, it's, even if it is playing video games. Get fully into playing that video game. Get stoked. Because then, and that's, that's why I was, I, I realized that was a part of my experience with the World of Warcraft as well as I got so into that game, I and I would be playing for hours and get so absorbed into it, and then I would disengage. I would go back into the world, and I would just be like, "Whoa, what is everyone freaking out about?" 
<laughs> I'm like, oh, I just feel this beautiful heart presence, this infinite nature I am. And everyone's freaking out. So it gave me the perspective. So whatever you can dive fully into, get fully absorbed into, and whatever that is for you. And so that's when the human design thing shows up. It's like, okay, you know, someone like you, splenic projector, it's going to be something like for you that is that has that sort of mastery feel to it, right? That allows you to focus and concentrate. Mm. Something that you can do over and over and over again and get perfect and perfect and perfect, right? And eventually get recognized as a master for that, right? It's a long-term process, of course. But that's something that is, you know, that, that will be able, you'll be able to draw yourself into. Or you also have uh, individual activation, right? So creativity, music, right? Mm-hmm. I know that's another one of your passions. And you feel this too when you get deeply into the musical feeling. And oh, you're just in that creative flow. There's you just, nothing else. There's that's no it. What is that like for you? Tell me, what is that like? There is nothing you know i'm not thinking about the future i'm not thinking about the past i'm uh, not even thinking about my body mm-hmm. i'm just thinking about what needs to be expressed mm-hmm. through in this space and time how can i add a sort of full spectrum experience and where do you go when you're doing that when you're playing music where are you mm. You kind of touched on a little bit there, but just curious. Yeah, where am I? <laughs> you know, it's funny because I make some strange faces. Yeah, I know I'm not like I know I'm not in my body. No, uh, I you're, am. You're um, just... It's moving through, mm-hmm. and I'm in the sound. Yeah, I'm in the sound, and wherever the sound's going, I'm moving with it. Yeah. And whoever's in the space with that sound, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whether it's me or. I am distilling my nature into the sound for it to be projected into the world. Well, <laughs> so I'm you're doing some real bed- magic. I'm in saying, be- yeah. it's it's magic. I'm embedding myself, yeah. my essence, my spirit, yeah. my inspiration, yeah. into the sound. The mm-hmm. sound carries the intention, and then you know, bypasses all defense systems of anybody that's listening to it, goes straight to the brainstem and affects their being or allows them to feel something. So it's like, I've I've never really tried to, I guess, cognitively understand that, but that's a great question, you know? You just dissolve into the field, right? It is interesting. Like I, I thought about that the other day, I was running down the mountain and I was like, man, I'm not, I am... I am nowhere besides here and now and in the next decision of like, and, and, and the crazy thing is, you know, your man, apparently your fascial system reacts at the speed of light. Oh, really? So it's like you and, and your nervous system, I think is a little bit slower than that. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I can't remember where exactly I read that. I think it was in a Thomas Myers thing, but I'm not even making decisions on how my body should move. Mm. You know, like I'm in mm. such a flow state that my body is just moving for itself. Like I am just God, mm. you know, like I'm just complete spirits noticing my body and, you know, If it gets out of line in any direction where I feel like I'm going to put myself in danger, mm-hmm. that's when I step back in and and and, and take the the reins. You know, sure. take the yeah, it's like yeah. take the wheel on the to tassel, maintain the know? rhythm, right? Like, yeah. But it is insane to be that present, and I crave that presence. Mm-hmm. And lately, I feel like I've gone through different fluctuations of being absolutely not present during this quarantine, just like mm. scrolling on my phone for a long sure, time. You know, easy. it's like, Oh my God, it's I've so, it's too. so easy. And I, and I look and it's like hours have gone. Oh my God. I, like, I discovered fuck, TikTok. You know, like, oh, I haven't, da- I haven't even, <laughs> don't do it, man. I'm not going to, I mean, I play a lot, I play a lot of chess too on my phone. So oh, I'm playing, like I'm in this like mental <laughs> world of geometry and lines and like you know, combinations and, 
and I get trapped in that. And then I'm just like, holy shit, the time is just going by. So, um, but man, I feel this, I feel so much energy inside of myself and the pressure Mm. to create something. And I don't even think that's necessarily healthy. Like, I don't even think that we need to like come out of this quarantine with like our next like novel written or sure. our next like online book or, or page or, or whatever it is, you know, created by the time we're done. But I think that if we are to use this time to channel all of our energy into something and being present without having to focus on yeah. any external thing that's going on. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you could speak Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. No, I, I hear what you're saying. We want to we wanna share something with the people listening. Mm-hmm. How can they come out of this quarantine really fulfilled, right? Really satisfied with how... Yeah, or, like, or even utilize you, this. Like feeling content with... Who, how they've used their time. And mm-hmm. what I was seeing as you were speaking is, you know, it's not about, I mean, it's not about, when I say creative energy or when we think of creativity, oftentimes people think that that has to do with like, okay, I'm going to paint an art piece, right? Or I'm going to write a song or, or whatever it is, I'm going to build something. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's like art. That's like art. That's that kind of... Uh, you know, in the human design language, we call it collective creativity, right? Mm. Coming out of the collective circuitry. But pure creativity is just who you are. Mm. It's just how you show up to a moment. It's tuning back into that enthusiasm. So exactly. And so this is what I, I was wanted to share. You were talking about how when you're in this musical space, you're just in, connected to the field, right? You just mm-hmm. are the music happening, yeah. right? If you could say if, if, if that's something. Absolutely. Yeah. And when we look, you know, I told you, I got this download yesterday about the word enthusiasm. It was very important for me in that moment. And so I, I play with treating the human design, the Ravi Ching, as a sort of spiritual text. I use it as a divination tool as well, mm-hmm. right? Like the traditional I Ching, right? Where you would cast the yarrow sticks and read the lines. And, yeah. Um, but what I did is this, in, the word enthusiasm is associated with uh, the 16th gate in human design. Right, so some of you maybe have that in your chart: this gate of enthusiasm, gate of talent, skills, right? Um, and what we see is that, you know, the the line that was relevant for me, the third line, which is resonant with my profile, all this stuff. I have a video on how to use the Ravi Ching as a divination tool. Where I yeah, go more we'll into put this. the link to all this stuff. As yeah. Well, so. Um, so what I learned from that, what it says is the independence of enthusiasm, being independent or being uh, enthusiastic regardless of circumstance, is dependent on proper rhythm and timing, right? Being in the flow. Proper rhythm. Rhythm and, and timing. timing. And feel this. Okay, so like if you get up in the morning, and I know you're all about having good habits and stuff. Mm-hmm. and you That's ha- been huge. Yes. Because I feel like that... Stay on that, but yeah. your rhythm is dictated by your repetitions or your rituals. And we've got the ebb and flow, man. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> so the things that you repeatedly do create your rhythm. Yes. And well, that starts to create your timing. And it's like when we wake up, you know, how do we get our motor going for the day? Mm-hmm. How do we get that thing started? Because, you know, once it's started, it's, there's less energy to keep it going than it is to let it stop again and then have to like kind of get things going again. Absolutely. Right? So if you start your day off with something that you can get stoked for. Yeah. And when I say stoked, when I talk about enthusiasm, it doesn't mean flashiness or bigness in your physical body. Sometimes maybe you getting stoked is just sitting down quietly and being still. That's one of the most amazing practices we have right now. Yeah. Basically the entire world could be on a meditation retreat, right? And that's a big part of my practice as well is, I, you know, I, I feel into it. I, I, wherever I'm at, I go with that, right? I go with that, whatever's showing up. But one of, the, one of my most favorite things ever to do is to sit still and be quiet. And this kind of practice, when, when we stop the striving, we stop the doing, all that stuff, it's very regenerative, right? It's very nourishing, and it allows energy to accumulate and condense and, and uh, 
solidify into the tissues, we'll say. Or, or you can even open, depending on how you do that practice. So that can, be an, that can be something that gets your momentum started during the day. It can be washing dishes, you know. You could just really wash the dishes, right? Really do a good job washing dishes. Put your hips into it, right? <laughs> put your back into it, all right? <laughs> Whatever you do, put your back into it. And that gets the enthusiasm rolling. That gets you started in, in that flow. And then you can just keep on rolling down that hill hmm. and then just use your energy to kind of, like if you think about it, one of the ways that I was seeing this is if you think about you driving in a car, as you're driving on the road, there's naturally going to be hills, you know, up and up and down sort of hills on the road. Just naturally, it's just part of the contour of the universe. So if you imagine you're driving the car and every time you come to a hill, you slam on the accelerator pedal. Right. And OK, yeah, you go a little bit faster, but you're going uphill. Right. So and then every time you go, get to a downhill, you slam on the brakes. Right. And then at the bottom of the hill, you have to slam on the accelerator pedal again to go back up again, right? We're out of rhythm in that example. We're wasting our precious fuel fighting, you know, when, you know, when we have this natural ebb, right? Where there's natural like increase energy in the environment where the environment is putting pressure on you to accelerate or move faster or do more. And you resist that. You're like, oh, I don't feel like it right now, or I don't want to do it, or I don't know what to do. You're draining your, your, your vehicle of, of fuel. And the same thing, if, if uh, it's really time to be slow and still, and it's, it's time to be patient and take your time, like you're going uphill, but you're really impatient and you want to get there fast, you're going to drain your energy again. Mm-hmm. So we see that enthusiasm is a skill that can be mastered of being in tune with, am I going uphill right now or am I going downhill? Is this a natural inhaling time or an exhaling time? Yin or yang, in or out. And ebb and flow. flow. (laughs) It was all leading up to this moment. (laughs) And when we can harmonize with that, without judgment, without being like, oh, I want to move fast right now, so I'm going to move fast. It's like, no. Is it the right time to do a lot, to be productive, to get things mm-hmm. done? Great. Go for it. Have a blast. Right? You're going to be supported in that. Yeah. But, or is it the time for you to be still and inward? And this is going to change for every person in every moment. And I think that this, is a, this, this, you know, this reflects to the whole thing that we're experiencing collectively. Yeah. Because... Basically, what you're saying is getting back in tune with our rhythms mm-hmm. and, and with our cycles mm-hmm. and perhaps even with our seasons mm-hmm. and knowing when it is time to expand and mm-hmm. knowing when it is time to contract, yeah. knowing when it is time to expend energy, knowing when it is time to to relax. And I think collectively, we have been expanding for way too long in all yeah, the wrong false. directions. Yeah, it's been unintegrous. And it's been, it's been not from a place of integrity whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and anytime we get sick, that is a forced contraction. Mm-hmm. That is saying, hey, you haven't been contracting when you need to. Mm-hmm. You haven't been resting when you need to. You haven't been paying attention to all the signs, signals, and all the things that are going on from your body, you know, symptoms perhaps, mm-hmm. that, okay, now we're going to force you Mm-hmm. into a rest period yeah and you're going to take that time and you're going to sit with yourself yeah and you're going to figure out how to expand next time from a place of your enthusiasm yeah say, or your integrity yeah the, the real good connecting inside. back to your heart your spirit and then being able to when it is time to expand we can expand from that place mm-hmm. beautiful Which says, is, yeah which is interesting because I've been in touch with a lot of old, like I'm getting tons of phone calls. Everybody has so much oh, yeah. time. On these, you know? <laughs> yeah. A lot of old friends that, you know, might've gone down the path of corporate America or, or, um, you know, stuck in their jobs that they hate. And mm-hmm. now they have this time where they're probably still getting paid, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but they have all this time on their hands and they're like, 
I don't even know what to do with myself. Well, I'm like, well, connect back to your essence. Mm -hmm. What is the thing that you've been wanting to do? Mm -hmm. The thing Mm -hmm. that you've been wanting to birth? Mm -hmm. What did you want to do before life started hammering you into this job, relationship, position? What was the thing that lit you up previous? And they're probably so, like a lot of people are so far from that that they have have a hard time even tuning back to that. But Mm -hmm. just taking this time to tune back to that Mm -hmm. is absolutely one of the best things that you could possibly do right now. Absolutely. I feel that. And it's something, you know, this is what human design has always been about. Right. That's because why I love talking <laughs> to you about human design every time I get a reminder. Of, oh, fuck, okay, yeah. That's the thing. Cause it's like, because what happens is, you know, this whole thing of the ebb and flow of uh, basically giving up control. Yeah. Of being like, okay, I, I'm going to stop being arrogant and presuming to know that I will be able to control when is the time to go fast or slow or to open or to close or to Mm -hmm. be productive or not. I'm just going to let that go. I'm not going to try and be in control of that. And what that does is it relieves the mind of so much of a burden Mm -hmm. of having to calculate. I was like, okay, well, it's springtime, so I should be busier now. Yeah. Right. Well, okay. Well, it's a quarantine also. (laughs) So nature's like tripping. And there's, there's so much more Mm -hmm. beyond what our mind can even comprehend, our conscious mind can even comprehend as far as what is really the most efficient and precise way to use our energy. So when it comes to the process of moving with, with the flow, what we're doing is we're handing over the reins to our subconscious, our unconscious self, right? Our bodies, the red stuff in your human design chart. So instead of being like, I know what I should be doing now, it's, well, what do I have? What is their energy for right now? Right. Mm. And in that process, okay, all the energy that used to go into just forcing things to be done when you think that they should be done, all that energy opens up and it can go into listening, right? Becoming more aware of having a deeper level of the energies that are presenting right now. So all this old mental strain is relieved and that energy instead can be freed to get more deeply in touch with mm. these subtle signals that Listen. the yes, with, with that our body and the universe is always giving to us. So the more that we surrender and surrender is, is not something that is passive. And, and when I say let go of control, it's not passive. You're still very much engaged with life. Yeah. But it's in this deeper listening way, in honesty. So the energy... Moving from that place of listening. You're so still the, moving. Yes. The moving and the creation aspect is effortless and easy because you're being carried and supported through that. Right? It's by listening. By listening, by doing exactly the right thing at the right time. Right? Being in the flow. Because when you're in the flow, when you're doing the right thing at the right time, you are supported. And it's just like, oh, yeah, right. I can be, you know, I have days where I, you know, I wake up at at six and I'm going all day until midnight. And I feel great because a lot of that, a lot of that going is not being frantically busy. Mm -hmm. It's me enjoying being in the flow of motion and moving. Right. So this is what it is. And, and it's the process of becoming aware. It's like, oh, okay, I'm starting to flip off. I'm starting to slip off my flow. It's time to redirect. Right. Oh, something else is presenting for me to move to now. Ah, the energy is complete here. It's time for me to move on. Right. The noticing of the energy is what our awareness goes into rather than just trying to burn through our energy. Hmm. And then what happens is you use your energy more efficiently. It, it's coming from and feeding your whole body so you don't get in these weird asymmetries in your, in your energy structures, right? You're not avoiding the lower chakras or overemphasizing the lower chakras, closing off the heart or anything. Everything can stay open. 
And uh, then we get to see the beautiful uniqueness and the creativity comes in. And that's when we get to see your human design chart, the beauty, the magnificence. There isn't a chart I haven't, I have, I've looked at that, that was a kind of confusing sentence. Every single chart I've looked at has this amazing, beautiful thread that runs through it that tells the story of this being. But how difficult is it to live that life in this world? Especially if you're not listening. Especially, I mean, yeah, if you're not listening, it's impossible. Now, it's, it's something that, so when, when we look at human design, you know, I, I don't want people to get the wrong idea that I read your chart and all of a sudden you're enlightened or whatever yourself. Or that I don't want people to think that, they've already, that they already are themselves either. Yeah. Because they're not. I haven't met anyone Who's like, oh, this person's themselves. This person is fully myself included in that. Themselves. Right, exactly. It doesn't happen. We get little glimpses. Sometimes. Yeah, exactly. We get we get glimpses, we get essence, we get that kind of that beautiful mm-hmm. fingerprint that comes off of them, right? Their unique essence. We get moments of that, but it's very rare to find someone who is deeply in that. And when you see it, it's mesmerizing. It is. Especially for someone like me that I'm always looking for that, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's quite a process to go through this. And the human design information can help us to a point. But if you're not putting it into practice, it doesn't do anything for you, right? So it's the same thing. The embodiment yeah. is where the magic is. Study it, study it, study yeah. it, study it. Which a lot of Which people do. Which is great. And, yeah. you, and you should. But there's, and it can make a you a great analyst. Yeah. Right? It helps your mind, which your mind can help other people. But, but then you. moving through the world mm-hmm. and being able to make decisions from that place of awareness mm-hmm. and, 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 and moving it into your subconscious. Yeah, you becoming, that? fusing the marriage of your conscious and unconscious self. Mm. And it's something that, you know, you can't, this is one of uh, famous rock quotes, Ra Ruhu, yeah. the founder of human design. He says, you, you can no longer think your way into awakening. Right? It's no longer a purely energetic or mental process. Right? You can no you longer can't. sit in meditation into no. awakening. If you're not living and your life and moving your life, however that looks for you, it doesn't matter what it looks like, but if you're not living through your body and navigating to you know, the, right, the right work, the right relationships, the right location, the right diet, right? If your body hasn't found its way to those things, there's still so much of your potential that you're missing out on. I don't care how much spiritual practice you've done. And that's no disrespect because there's a lot of amazing spiritual practitioners out there that have amazing abilities and, and awarenesses. And, you know, and I've, met, I've met many of them. Yeah, but it's time to be active in the world. There is, there is, a, there is a calling for that right now to... Um, and I'll say, um, because I don't know, maybe someone's real unique self is to be alone in the woods somewhere. Maybe that's their thing. Yeah. I don't know. I've done that <laughs> and I've gotten a lot from it, Yeah, but I reached this point where it's like, I could sit there and do that and be, and, and become enlightened and live mm-hmm. with nature and, mm-hmm. But I feel like I'm doing a disservice to humanity mm. by not sharing my potential with the collective mm. because I feel like we are communal beings yeah. and connection is something that is deeply rooted in our purpose. Yeah. Well, my teachers would say, you know, my teachers would say, to but me, I could be different than some others. You know, yeah, like, you totally could be. Yeah, you totally could be. And my teachers would say that, you know, when, or there's like a, I forget what Yogi said it, but there's a quote out there. You know, when I am meditating, when I am enlightening, enlightening myself in a cave, I am enlightening the whole world, right? Speaking to the interconnectedness that we all are and that when you change your frequency, it affects the entire world. It does. Absolutely. I mean, we did that with that global meditation. Yeah. Not too long and you ago saw the, 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 uh, the charts or whatever. You yeah. Schumann resonance blasted. It was like, bam. <laughs> I mean, if we're all sitting in our own spaces and, and tuning into that same frequency, it's probably going to have a collective. Yeah. I was like, can we do that every week, guys? 
Yeah, Come why on. don't we? Like every Sunday, so they're going just to needs church. To or, someone just, just needs like, to organize it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so throw it out there. If you know someone who's willing to organize that, bring it on, yeah. please. Uh, you've got my support. I'll, I'll happily assist however I can. Global meditations every Sunday. Every Sunday. We'll find some, we'll have like two times so each side of the world can do it. Yeah. Yeah, something be, like that. that. Be That'd be amazing. Um, but yeah, one thing that is going to be interesting for your process is you're in the Saturn return. Mm-hmm. And you're a six two, so you might notice over these next couple of years that you might have a retraction from the world. Yeah, right. The first cycle, the first chunk of your life, you know, you're in life, you're saying yes to things, you're going for it, you're doing it, you're real in the in the thick of things, and you're getting beat up. Kind of the lessons of that, going through the trial and error process. But you might be noticing in your process at this point in your life the feeling to kind of withdraw. And to disengage for a while. And so that might be something that shows up for you. And it doesn't mean you necessarily go to the woods. Yeah. But it's just how you hold yourself wherever you are is sort of less subjective, like less having a stake in it, more kind of objective, aloof. So it's kind of beautiful to watch everyone's process. And to... um, yeah, you know, I don't. Least, I don't feel that right now, but I'm just <laughs> in it. So it's yeah. like it, it is interesting. Like I feel like I have been, I've been very much engaged in the world, but I also have spent a lot of time aloof, retracting from. Well, and you said I remember. You know, when you moved, when you moved to your last place, yeah, that you said you were kind of feeling that already. Yeah. So that's that's kind of what I'm speaking to. Mm. Is, is there's there's a transition, and mm. it's perfect. It's fueling. I mean, you'll come back. Trust me, you'll come back. Might take me a while. Yeah, 50. It'll take you until you're about 50, 48, 49, 50. Holy shit. <laughs> that's crazy. But it's divine. That's, that's, that's how it works now. We're, we're, mm. we're not, you know, 30, why have this, this thing I say? is like you're trying to be an adult before you're 30 just doesn't really work. It doesn't. It's not how it's designed. Even my physicality, I feel like I'm finally starting to become an adult. Yeah. Like my, my face is changing. Sure. Yeah, and all of that. Yeah, it's like it's it's part of it. It's part of the program. So it's something for anyone with a six line out there to just give your take all the pressure off. Take all the. I mean, everyone can take. Well, let's say I'll say everyone with a six line in their profile, who uh, is in their first chunk of their life, so younger than thirty, let's say. Mm-hmm. You know, there. Ideally, we wouldn't have any pressure on you as a society. We wouldn't have any, the society wouldn't have any pressure on you to be anything specific. Yeah. Right. It's an exploratory phase, right? You're supposed to be trying a bunch of different things, figuring out who you are, figuring out how to trust your intuition, how to move from your authenticity, right? Who even am I? That's what it's all about. You don't have to have a job and a salary and all that stuff. I mean, yeah, you're going to, I mean, we're in this world, so you have to, you know, you have to live and navigate through that. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, it's less about having something of substance and more about exploration. Yeah. So the beautiful thing about the second phase of life for you is that it also opens up the material abundance as well. Mm-hmm. The, the resources can start coming to you. There's going to be more energy for that. So have fun with that. I feel that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's been a, a huge exploration and now I feel like I am my intuition and being able to trust that and... Being able to move from that place and knowing what is me, what's mm-hmm. not me, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm deeply more in tune with that. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'll be able to move from that place mm-hmm. and more kind of solidifying into that a little bit, which feels good. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, 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 you're stepping up, right? You're, yeah. you're moving in, you're moving in, you're moving up and out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. But yeah. So you know, we'll we'll start to wrap this thing up here. We've been going for about an hour, but I want to any last things we should talk about. Um, yeah, I had a to, few more questions. Um, yeah, I would love to give some more value to people, and I know Brad's got a ton of resource, you know, on his page, on mm-hmm. his Patreon, which we'll get into as well. Is there anything? I mean, we got into like, well, what curious. people should do during this time. Sure really tuning back into what <laughs> lights your enthusiasm, listening. Yes. Cultivate a deep form of listening. Yeah. Well, and I'll, I'll even, um, I'll take that question and, and, I'll, and I'll rephrase it. So when we think about what we should do, let's, instead of asking, okay, what should I do today? 
think about how am I feeling? What is presenting in my awareness? What is trying to give me a message? Right? So we're shifting our, what we focus on from doing an action and we're shifting it to the energy of awareness. Like what is showing up for me? What am I seeing? What am I feeling? What do I feel like right now? And you'll notice when you really go into these feelings, what am I feeling right now? And you feel that. And you'd be like, oh, oh, kind of, oh, what's that all about? What's the source of that? You know, I have, um, I mean, by the time this comes out, uh, well, either they'll be able to watch the replay. I have a, uh, I'm doing a webinar tomorrow on what I call ascended affirmations. How to use the power of your voice to engage and open up your consciousness. So it's affirmations, but we have a very specific focus on engaging the heart space to and, and speaking to the source or noticing the source of where our words come from. So I sit in I sit in the silence of myself and I say, okay, what's really going on? What am I feeling? And I'm willing to receive the answer. I receive some sort of awareness through my body of what's going on. Maybe Maybe it comes in words. It probably doesn't. It comes as a feeling. I'm like, okay, well, that's interesting. Okay, what's that all about? What is that all about? Hmm. All right, I feel, ah, oh, I get a deeper level, right? Oh, I feel this emotion coming up. What is, what is really trying to be spoken? And so we're communicating with the unconscious. And we learn how to do that very directly because when you speak, the whole universe hears it right? Including your unconscious self. Mm. So when you make these declarations and you actively work with your unconscious, because this is one of the primary teachings of human design is that we are a dualistic being. I know everyone is is in the oneness and everything. And there is, I mean, there is a oneness field. There is a quantum field. There is the beautiful heart presence that we, but when it comes to the substance, to the stuff of things, to the form, to the world, you know, that is in duality. And so in order to uh, be successful or be uh, satisfied in the world, there is a necessity to honor the duality of things, even within yourself. So all that is to say is that uh, you are a dualistic being. You have a conscious and unconscious self. And your process, your practice, your mission in this life is to uh, marry, the two. marry the two, right? Marry the head and the heart. Marry the left and the right side of the uh, brain and become harmonious and unified through the field interactions, right? Because we're working with juxtaposition of these two fields, of these two energies, right? One plus one equals three. How's that for a math, a math problem? We huh? went into that in the last yeah, podcast. Yeah. So if you want to delve into that, check out the, uh, the first podcast. Some, I did with something else arises when we bring two things together. And so if we're too stuck in one thing, right? If we're too clenched in one area or even too loose, right? And not connected to anything, right? How do we be in our center? How do we be in our middle being tuned into our, our unconscious, right? Feeling, right? Noticing the subtle feelings that are arising from my unconscious and then being aware of what is the quality of my conscious thoughts and then just noticing that and seeing how that changes as I ramp up my enthusiasm, as I release attachments to flowing, right? With whatever arises, right? Because sometimes you have a plan and then, whoo, goes right out the window because there's this other energy that's wanting to get worked on, which is kind of like, you know, this spring was supposed to be a very different time for me in my work. Right? Absolutely. I was supposed to be very busy. <laughs> yes. With retreats. Yeah. Lots of clients, lots of sessions, all of it's gone. Gone. So how do we flow with that? Well, I think you you hit the nail on the head where it's like we should use this time to really deeply well, listen. I can give some practical answers too. How about we do you want to do some practical let's, answers? Let's roll it out. We got about we got five minutes. Okay. Here, so. Um, so practical things of what people can do, and I'll just I'll just intuitively tune into the listenership right now. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be hearing this? Practical things. 
and you know, the first things it's presenting is just, um, the, how one thing doing one thing is not better than, than another. Right. So when it's time to sweep, sweep up or when it's time to clean your room or when it's time to do the dishes, that's not less important than having some big creative project that you're working on. Right. If it's there for you to do, it's there for you to do. Period. Right. Even if you didn't make the dirty dishes. Right. Right. You're helping out a roommate or whatever. You didn't make the mess. But it's there for you to clean up. I'll tell you right now, there's a lot of people in this world that have made messes that will never clean them up. But if you can clean it up and it's correct for you to do that. Right. You don't have to clean it up. But if it's the right thing for you to do, then do that. So every little thing that you can do that is the right thing for you to do, and you do it enthusiastically with your whole heart, you're opening your field, right? You're creating more pathways for the abundance to flow in, for the new opportunities, for the new connections. Mm. So every little thing that you can do, even if it's, I like, I share this experience in my group sometimes. It's like, you know, I had this moment where I just like, I decided to walk down the stairs. <laughs> I, was like, I walked down the stairs with all of my heart. And it was beautiful, man. It was beautiful. It doesn't matter what it is, right? You can be listening to this right now and you can listen with all your heart. You can just be fully in it. And there's an automatic and inherent satisfaction, fulfillment, a feeling of success if you're a projector, right? That comes from putting your whole heart in it. So whatever you can do and is there for you to do, do it with all your heart. That's kind of my primary advice point for anyone listening. I would say that's probably the purpose of life. Well, (laughs) Well, this is why they always make you sweep in the monasteries, right? That's why you don't need to meditate. Just sweep for hours and hours. You'll get it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Do it with all of your heart, with all of your presence. Yeah. And if you do, and if you do want more um, content like this, I do uh, weekly live streams uh, every Tuesday where we dive into stuff like this and, and I'll do fun reading. I do uh, readings for people who show up and you throw in your birth information. I'll do micro readings for people. Oh, that's a lot of fun. It's, it was a lot of fun. Sometimes I go like three and a half hours one week. I'm at three and a half hours cause I was just wow. like stoked. Um, so I have a lot of fun with that and, and it helps me create content for people mm-hmm. and, um, you know, just play around. It's beautiful. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a pleasure to see you back in Sedona, and I look forward to connecting with you. Yeah, more often we'll do some movement. Yeah, we'll and, jam. Um, we'll jam out. Sounds good, brother. All right, brother. Check oh, him out. Yeah, I'll put a link to all of his stuff. Yeah, let's and, get on. Um, good, good. Go check him out because he's an amazing guy. Has so much free content, and and even the stuff that he offers is so worth it. So he's helped me out in in, in many ways, and um, his readings are absolutely amazing. So just. You know, no. If you're interested and you're called, I would Aww. highly suggest it. Oh, shucks. All Thanks, right. buddy. Peace yeah. out. We're out. Bye-bye.